Good evening and welcome to Cassava Roots. We explore the sounds of Africa and its diaspora. We go all across the continent to the Caribbean, UK and Europe, here in Australia. Anything that's made or inspired by the artists and the people of Africa. Today we're heading to Luanda in Angola to explore a style of music that has a really exciting story. It's called Kuduro. Main feature of today's episode is a mix by selector DYP, aka McDagger. And he's going to take you through some of the most exciting sounds coming out of Angola today, starting with Kuduro. And heading towards this Afro house sound that you're hearing now, which has taken so much inspiration from Kuduro, is really taking off globally. This one's Angolan producer Kapiro with Floating. For the first 20 minutes or so, I'm going to take you through the history of Kuduro, how it started, what it means, why it's so important to the people of Luanda and Lisbon. There'll be a fair bit of talking in this first part. Hope you bear with us. McDagger will be with you soon. We think it's important to understand the story of Kuduro. It's a pretty intense sound for a new listener, a bit like grime or footwork. Based on really heavy percussion and some quite aggressive rapping in Portuguese, it can be a bit overwhelming. Once you know the story, it might make it easier to connect with its really unique and striking energy. I want to start with a few acknowledgements. Neither Mick Dagger nor myself are Angolan or even African. So in some ways this isn't really our story to share. We know Kuduristas love to tell their story. We've seen it told in all sorts of ways that maybe don't give credit to the youth of Luanda's sprawling suburbs who drove this. This episode comes from a place of deep admiration and curiosity, and we do our best to make sure that the story we tell is authentic and puts Angolan voices at the front. We also want to acknowledge that the spread of African music around the world has generally come at great cost to African people and lives and the African musicians have rarely received the credit they deserve for their creativity and their influence. On Cassava Roots, we want to share our love for music from the African diaspora. We want to bring some other people into it. We want to retell some of that story in a way that rectifies that. So let's head to Luanda now capital of Angola in the early 1990s. It's been civil war for 15 years already at this point since 1975 and it's going to continue for another decade. It's a war which followed a long and ugly battle for independence from Portugal. The fighting now is between two guerrilla groups who fought for independence and are now fighting to rule the country. And the reason it's going on for so long is because the West are chiming in as a kind of proxy Cold War, with the US fighting on one side and Russia fighting on the other, which is making things infinitely worse. Life is really hard, and it's been hard for a long time. And nowhere is it more difficult than in the poor Musekes, the sprawling slums that surround Luanda. 
People have lost countless relatives, many have lost limbs to mines or bullets, and many are driven to madness by their experience of battle. Food is short, poverty is severe and widespread, and a whole generation have grown up in this context. The expression kuduro means hard-ass, and it's been used to describe life, like we just push on, living the hard-ass life. But this doesn't stop Angolans from loving music and dancing and celebrating, so they continue to do so. This style of music is called semba, and it was influenced by centuries of Portuguese colonisation, as you can probably hear from the Latin rhythms. It's one of the many Latin-influenced styles that's popular in the clubs and at family parties at the time. So Angolans were continuing to dance and celebrate to this kind of music in clubs, even in the context of war. And as house and techno music take off around the world, young Angolans who are studying or working abroad start to bring records back to Luanda. And the DJs thought this is pretty cool, but they knew that Angolans would struggle to relate to it without the percussion that's so important to their Latin and African influenced music. So they started layering Latin rhythms over these house tracks. This is where Kuduro is born. This one's by Bruno de Castro, and it's from 1993. And even though there's a much more popular creation myth for Kuduro, which we're about to go into, for many DJs and producers in Luanda, this is the first release that captures what was happening in the clubs, and the first Kuduro release. DJs were playing this kind of music. They'd have MCs and dancers up on the stage with them, geeing the crowd up, doing raps, and also sharing the latest dance moves from the streets of the Musekas. And in the most popular creation myth for Kuduro, it's one of these MCs and dancers who's credited as its founder. His name is Tony Amado. The story goes he was watching a film called Kickboxer, which starred Jean-Claude Van Damme. And there's a scene where the Van Damme character is drunk, and he's invited by a girl to dance in front of his enemies. So he gets up to dance, but he does this with really stiff hips and his hands are up high and his shoulders and head don't really move and he's swinging these hips from side to side. Amato found the dance amusing, but also kind of cool and starts doing it when he's emceeing, encouraging the crowd to join in. He called the move stiff ass, in Portuguese, kuduro. And because it's so popular, he teamed up with Bruno de Castro who produced those last beats to make the track that you're hearing now. It's called Amba Kuduro Mama or Dance the Stiff Ass Mama, and this is how the style gets its name. Sebem, or 
also had a really huge influence. Had a really big role in spreading the genre around Luanda, hosting parties, releasing loads of tracks. And in the early years, he had a radio show on Saturday nights in Luanda. Despite Sebem's work in trying to spread the genre, it didn't really take off in the mainstream and it kind of just lived in the musecas, at parties and in the street. This is kind of because it was seen as unsavoury and associated with poverty and violence, a bit like grime in London. Apart from a few artists who had access to real studios, most Kaduru tracks are just recorded on old computers and basic drum machines. I've always been fascinated by the way music spreads, and if you try and imagine an age before the internet where the radio ignores your style, how do you get your music out? So in Luanda, the public transport system is these 12-seater vans called condongueros, and they pick you up from the side of the road, you say where you want to go, and if they're roughly going in the same direction, they'll take you, making detours on the way to drop people off and pick other passengers up. So Kuduro producers would make cassettes or burn CDs and ride the bus all day, handing out to drivers as they go, giving some spares for the drivers to give to passengers. And the drivers would play these Kuduro tracks in the car, like a kind of grassroots radio, sharing their favourites with other drivers and giving it out to passengers. This partly explains the lo-fi sound of Kuduro, because it was made to sound good on cheap car speakers. That's the sound from the early years, but Kuduru starts to take on its distinctive style when the MCs begin to rap in this quite particular way. So I'm about to take you through some of the main players from the first decade of Kuduro. Agreji, Dogmaras, Nwatiya Putolilas, and DJ Zenobia. Celebra, 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 celebra
there's a taste of that typical kuduro sound. But just as the name kuduro came from a dance, the music can't really be separated from the street dance that it was made for. And that's one of the limitations of radio or podcasts, but I'm going to try and talk you through it a bit here. All of those artists that you just heard were first and foremost kuduro dancers who recorded tracks. And that just goes to show how important the dancing was. There's some really beautiful academic writing about it. Marissa Mormon describes it as a display of aggressive hope, nurtured in the fast beats of the music, asserting itself against reason, claiming humanity in the face of the dehumanising conditions. And she says that Kudaristas push back against the forces of history and contemporary life, writing a story of triumph. That story is a story of triumph over their bodies. The bodies of Luandans in the Musekas were literally the site of violence, and even if it wasn't through the direct impacts of war, the economic situation meant that they had to do hard labour and sex work to survive. Kuduro dance is like reclaiming these bodies. And you can see Kuduristas break their bodies and faces up into tiny parts and isolate them, and they keep some bits still, and they alternate this with really fast, light, kind of precise movements with the other parts of their body. And it looks like they're defying gravity. And they showcase the violence around them in this really vivid way. They crash dramatically to the ground, sometimes off cars and rooftops, as if they'd been shot. Or they respond to, to invisible blows. It looks like they've been hit. And they contort their body as if it has no bones. And in a city where something like one in 300 people has lost a limb to a landmine, Kudaristas dance down on their knees or with an arm bent behind their back as if they were amputees. They also clutch at, at, at legs as if they were broken and limp around and they stumble as if they were blind. So they literally represent the violence around them. And they also enact the sense of trauma and madness that comes with this. Like they'll slap themselves and give kind of lunatic um, facial expressions and they stagger around as if they're in complete shock. So instead of erasing their history, they remember it. They kind of articulate it through the dance. I'd say it's really worth watching one of the videos in the description for the podcast to get a sense of the acrobatics and the finesse of it. Or, um, or as kudoristas say, karga, which is like power or electricity or force. And they say a dancer has karga when they look as though they have no bones. And they sort of look like they're being controlled by outside forces. And it's not only people without disability who represent bodies with disability. In Angola, amputees dance kuduro too. And many of them do it exceptionally. This next artist you're going to hear is called Costuleta, and he's missing a leg, but instead of taking it as a limitation, he uses it to really breathtaking effect, and he's become one of the most popular dancers and singers in Angola. So here he is with his track, Chiriri. Costuleta, dancer with one leg. Check out a video if you can, he is amazing. And Kuduro is a really rare style of music that's able to welcome people with disability, but also men, women, young and old. And this next artist is a trans woman. Imagine what it's like to live in a strongly Catholic country in the Musekas as a trans woman, and it's not been an easy run. She's been beaten and stoned, but she's adored for her aggressive and vibrant performances and dance, and is still recording today. 
Her name is Titika, which effectively means piece of shit or worthless. And so she kind of embraces this as a practice of freedom, presents a genderless form of Kuduro. Despite the popularity of Kuduro in the streets of Luanda, it still wasn't really appreciated by the wealthy, and something similar was happening in Lisbon, the capital of Portugal. Lisbon has these massive housing projects on its outskirts, which were built after the Portuguese Revolution in the 70s, and they're made up of these kind of massive, low-quality apartment buildings, a long way from the city centre, and with a long history of youth unemployment and low opportunity. These neighbourhoods were home to hundreds of thousands of Angolan migrants, and in the mid-2000s, the sound of Kuduro could be heard spilling from apartments, cars and parties. Young producers were making incredible fresh sounds that use elements of Kuduro, but also the cutting edge of other styles of electronic music that's heard in Europe. So a whole new and completely different world of Kuduro is developing in these suburbs. But in Lisbon city centre and the rest of Portugal, Kuduro is largely unnoticed and still seen as unsavoury kind of ghetto music for the troublesome youth. And this effectively means that the pathway for Kuduro from the suburbs of Luanda and Lisbon out to the wider world is at a complete dead end. Enter Buraca Som Sistema, a pair of producers who grew up in the multicultural Lisbon district of Buraca combined with two MCs from Angola and an Afro dancer, who put out this album, Black Diamond, in 2009. The vocal says, this is the Wanda, this is Lisbon. It's like a call to arms saying, this sound of Kuduro, this is us. After a successful first EP that used some Kuduro sounds, 
Baraka Som Sistema travelled to Luanda to work on this one with Kuduro artists. And they took the sounds of Kuduro and put it into a kind of Western song format. They brought out the kick drums, put on lots of effects, and built in the kind of choruses and verses and dramatic introductions and even drops that Western ears wanted. It's a bit like how Angolan DJs had to lay a Latin beat onto house music to create Kuduro in the first place. It seems that Western ears needed to recognise elements from their music back in Kuduro again. And it's really important to note that Baraka Som Sistema aren't seen by Kuduro fans as making Kuduro. They're unlikely to be heard at a Kuduro event or in Angola, but they are given broad credit for drawing the attention of the world to this type of music. For so many people, it was an entry point to something that they'd never heard anything like before. One of my musical idols, MIA, loved the aesthetic of the low-quality, simple recordings and the idea that technology could enable anyone anywhere, including in the Luanda Musekas, to express themselves. She was quoted as saying that kids in Luanda made Kuduro on their mobile phones, which isn't far from the truth, and she sought out Baraka Som Sistema to work with them. The result was this song, Sound of Kuduro, which led the album's release, had an amazing video, and got me, like so many others, to purchase the record and discover Kuduro. So 
So there we have it. That's the end of the documentary part of the show. And there's obviously so much more to the Kuduro story, both in Luanda and in Lisbon, which we might get to explore another time. But it doesn't end there. Selector Mick Dagger is going to continue the story by giving us a taste of some of his favourite tracks from Angola over the last few years, keeping in that Kuduro and Afro House vein. And also head to Portugal and South Africa to show us where some of the influence of Kuduro is taking us. And I've got him on the line with me here, DYP, a.k.a. Mick Dagger. How are you going? Yeah, good, good. It's a, uh, it's a bit of a drizzly night here in Melbourne, but, you know, doing pretty well. Yeah, how about yourself? I'm really well, and even better when I saw this mix arriving in my inbox. Hey, I um, I hope it stays drizzly so that you stay locked up making mixes. <laughs> oh, cheers. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lot more time, certainly, at the moment to kind of do a bit more music, get uh, get go down a few music holes, which is, yeah, it's been pretty good fun. Yeah, it's great news for us. Hey, McDagger, what can we expect in this mix? Um, so I guess sort of kick it off a little bit light, uh, a little bit more instrumental kind of Kudura sounds and then sort of slowly building up into a, a bit more harder, harder-edge stuff, more vocals uh, featuring some vocalists that I'm really digging and then we kind of finish it off a little bit with um, a bit of a nod to some music that's coming out of South Africa that uh, while I guess it's not Kuduro, I think it really also speaks to that harder-edged sound and I I just think it fits in quite nicely and and sort of rounds it off. Yeah, I think it definitely works really well together. It's two countries that are pretty closely linked geographically and historically and certainly Kuduro and Afro House have taken a lot and given a lot to each other over the last decade Mm, or so. Definitely. Hey, McDagger, a lot of people here in Canberra would think of you as a dancehall and reggae DJ if they don't know the longer DYP story. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey into Kuduro and Afro House, how you discovered it and where it's taken you so far? Yeah, look, I guess I first sort of came across this sound while I was living, uh, playing out a lot in Perth around the late 2000s, you know, really, really into playing that UK funky sound, UK club music and some of those artists in that scene, um, LV is the first one that springs Mm -hmm. to mind, definitely, you know, they were drawing some inspiration from African house music and, you know, I think like any kind of music, you're always interested in hearing what's influencing the artist you're into and you kind of, you go down that path, you, you look at what they're listening to and that's kind of what led me into it. You know, that darker red UK club music as well. Um, that led me to a lot more of the Portuguese artists, I think, on labels like Principe. Uh, so you have artists like Nidia, uh, DJ Mar Fox, DJ B-Boy, and that sort of came that, again, more out of that UK sound, um, that darker edge heavy club music i suppose yeah so much great music coming off that principe label and it's got a really interesting story itself so hopefully that lisbon-based diaspora scene is something that we can explore in a little bit more detail on another show sometime Mm. and just as you were saying these kuduro and afro house sounds are a little bit darker and harder than a lot of the music we play on this show do you have any tips for new listeners who might be hearing something like this for the first time as we go into your mix about how they should listen to it? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, we talked a lot about Kuduro as like a hard, hard-edged music. And I think that that's definitely something that everyone who's listening should be ready for. Um, you know, this is definitely a very different sound to a lot of the West African music that is popular at the moment. Uh, you know, your whiz kids and your Burner Boys, that kind of sound. Um but, you know, for me, I guess I'm always trying to see where the music takes me, uh, the vibe it gives me and where I can picture myself listening to it. So, you know, for me, this is club music. And uh, so when I'm listening to it, that's what i got in my mind. You know, I've mixed it like I would a club set. And I hope I've been able to convey that energy through it. So I think that when you're listening to it, that's what you should expect. Um, and definitely make sure you're listening to it on some proper speakers as well. Yeah, it definitely deserves a good set of speakers or headphones. So make sure you've got them set up. 
And let's dive into the mix here with DYP, aka Mick Dagger, taking us through today's Kuduro sound and beyond. You're on Cassava Roots. Take it away, Mick Dagger.
culpa, não tem 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 culpa, Que eu faço quando estou a chegar em casa de vinha É de reparar se no bairro tem energia Quando bem o telefone Tá uma roupa feia Abro a torneira pra ver Se a água já veio Quando chove água lama de buraco Só pra sair um caso sério Cães mortos na estrada Ninguém tira até virar em tapetes Mesmo apagar lixo, lixo, bué A situação se repete Fofoquece toda hora Tô farto, vou-me embora Sair do gueto pra ir viver no condomínio E dentro de mim é agora Sofrimento acabou, afinal Se engana embora Não é só no bairro Na cidade também chora mal Não é só no bairro Na centralidade também água vai Não é só no bairro Nos condomínios também dá uma saudade Não é só no bairro No talatona também falta luz Saneamento básico é gato Sistema de esgoto é gato Água e energia continua gato Um gás fica farto A centralidade do jeito que estão a saltar é demais Não pode Você acorda para ir trabalhar Água tá onde? Assim fala o que? Se você procura ver Aqui também tem boi de bêbados Aqui também tem boi de bandidas Aqui também tem boi de invejosos Aqui também tem insanzaleiros Aqui também tem ilusionistas Aqui também tem confusionistas Não é só no bairro Na cidade também chora mal Não é só no bairro Na centralidade também água vai Não é só no bairro Nos condomínios também dá uma saudade Não é só no bairro No talatona também falta luz Confusão pra quê? Hábito do bairro Nos condomínios paga-se cotas Pra manutenção Aqui também tem zoeiras Estás a dormir, estão a te acordar A brincar nos elevadores Aqui também estão a zungar picolé Não é só no bairro Na cidade também chora mal Não é só no bairro Na centralidade também água vai Não é só no bairro Nos condomínios também estão a saudade Não é só no bairro No talatona também falta luz Apanhei a porta dos negras Muitos deles causam me Foi assim que espetei o pé 
pita e me quebra uma preta, uma branca, tá tipo isso é sério, mas eu vou do banco, agora tá apanha lepa, então três só mais uma rabuda, desquebra, quebra, quebra o futuro do gueto, uma vento que toca no tio, na pisa, no neto, na via, com volta, nós tamo a 300, o filho mais velho não briga com feto. Então, então, eu não te falei que vou matar
queue for a slice Fuck, Fuck it, I'm taking the cake You can go jump in the lake It's winter, there's money to make It's summer, there's money to make I'ma cook up what she's eating the bake Got a spoon, I gotta take on the date My baby, that she be calling me babe What a spoon, and I top of the face Made a playlist and I sent her a tape Girl, I see Jonah from back in the day I'm fucking up and I'm making mistakes Keep fucking up and you made a mistake We need to chat, fresh up and fresh Get a massage and just pop on the jet Safari, jacuzzi, and chill and relax Send the hooky, then you send me on text Thank you for saving the cat Make shelling, 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 shelling tea Debbing, 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 debbing tea Sweka, 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 sweka tea Turn the gas and jelly stabby sick How's up, my nigga, I'm heaven sick Killing my time with the cigarettes Chowing the shrooms in the little bit Love my converse, I'm littering You off my converse from Italy Look at this leg, are you feeling me? My singer, now what's this pretty bitch? Said I got cool, I'm dripping it
DYP, aka Mick Dagger, with us in the mix here on Cassava Roots. What a beautiful way to end that set, Mick Dagger. Yeah, cheers, man. That's good. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, so it's, it's a beautiful song, that one. Yeah, it really is. And it's something I love in a club set when a DJ manages to take you really deep and dark like you did there and then bring us out in one of those beautiful cathartic moments. And that synth stab really felt like the blinds opening or coming out of a tunnel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a, an artist I've been really digging, Moonshot Sonelli. I only discovered her this year. Um, yeah, and I think... She chooses really great songs to guest on. Yeah, I really dig in her sound so much. And there's actually a couple of tunes by her in the mix. So, yeah, real real artist I'm into at the moment. Yeah, it was definitely one of many highlights for me. But what are your favorite parts of the mix? Yeah, um, so I think, I mean, I love the whole mix, obviously. Like, But I think the, the latter half where it really sort of picks up the energy and the tempo, there's a few of them actually I really love. So one of them is a track called Sigh um, by Sereno Beats, Milo, Fabio, and Ivan90. Um just comes in so hard and then like you've got these chop violins uh which i really love they really kind of harken back to sort of like dance hall and grime and i think there's a really nice connection there and I, I really i really dig that track another one um by Malum Cool Cats. Um, that's more of a kind of the South African Gorm style, but, you know, he's just such an amazing musician, amazing character. I've been digging, like, all of his stuff since Boom Slang, all his collaborations with LV and, and that track. Um, I, I just love it. An old DYP favourite there, Malum Cool Cat, huh? since, uh, since the old days back in Perth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then I guess, look, we were just talking about Moonchild Sinelli and the track to finish on. Um, but there's another one by her online, um, and I really like that one as well. I think I like how it comes into the mix and just kind of this vocal from nowhere, and it just sort of like, yeah, it just hits really nicely, and I, that's, one, that's one of my favourite parts. Yeah, I would agree. It's a real sort of gear change there, and I also really love this patch uh, just kind of after the intro phase where you build it up for maybe two or three songs, and then it comes into this one that goes, ti-ti-ti-ki-ti-ki-ta. Yeah, that's by um, Nero Americano and Butsko Q Queer. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's a really really nice tune. Just like, and it's like, let me see you dance like an Americano. (laughs) Yeah, that one. Yeah, (laughs) it's a bit of a vibe as well. Yeah, it is. And um, I I think I have heard that one before, but it just sounded even better the way you brought it out of that Gaia Beats track. So I asked for some tips before we listened to this, and you said that we should picture ourselves where we'd like to hear it, and that that for you might be in the club and I was thinking can you picture what it is like in a club in Luanda or Durban or Lisbon where this kind of music is playing yeah yeah I mean I think it depends hey I guess you know we have this idea of clubs here in Australia like that's kind of that's where you go to listen to like electronic music and that's kind of it you know it's, it's like segmented off there but I think in other parts of the world um, you know with music like this especially it's such a part of people's lives um, you know in the clubs and the dances and the places you hear this music is is like is everywhere it's in it's in the streets where people live and you know that's certainly how I found it was with dance hall when I was living in Jamaica and and that's how you see it in all the video clips for these songs you know these people aren't they're not in the club um you know, the artists aren't in the club, they're out with their communities, dancing, performing. Um, so, you know, I think the club as we know it is not necessarily the best place to go and experience this music. Um, I think that, yeah, the club is 
is is where the is where the dance is happening, you know, and that it could be anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And the streets of the Musekas have been such an important part of the Kuduro story. It's where it grew up and what it was made for. So I'd encourage the listeners again to have a look at some of the videos that are linked in the description of this podcast, just to get an idea of the energy and what it feels like. Because um, you'll see that those streets are wilder than many of the clubs that any of us have ever been in. So we're starting to hear a bit more of that gom and the Afro house sound from South Africa being mixed into Afro beat sets here and at nights, which might have been more focused normally on kind of West African music. Mm. Just wondering, Mick Dagger, how far off hearing Kuduro in some of these sets you think we might be? Hopefully close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you were in the right club, the right environment, you know, you definitely could get a, get away with squeezing a few in. But I would probably say maybe not not in like an Afrobeat set, perhaps. I'd be more inclined to go to a, a club night where people were playing more like, I guess, experimental kind of more techno, that kind of stuff. I think it would fit itself in better there. You know, a lot of Afrobeats is very close to R&B, so it's maybe more accessible in that respect for like bars and things like that so yeah i think i think look i think it's a while off i think people just need to get there like and i'm I'm willing to be corrected on this but i don't necessarily know that we have such a big angolan population in here in australia like in portugal to kind of to push and promote that that sound but i think it is out there you know i think a lot of portuguese artists are pushing kind of their take on kuduro in europe and so maybe we just need to get some promoters to bring those artists out here. That's it. We need to lobby the promoters and get you back out in the clubs, mate. I don't know. I think it's I just like I'm too old to go club clubbing now. No, I don't want to hear that. Nah. Somebody save me, Dagger. <laughs> Somebody go and rescue him from the COVID basement there in Melbourne. No, that's, that's a lie. It's a lie. Of course <laughs> it is. Hey, but what do you think we might hear next from DYP? What's yeah, coming up? Yeah, look, I guess, um, so, you know, I relocated to Melbourne at the end of 2019 and I've just been chilling here trying to kind of find my feet a bit. Uh, that all got turned on its head <laughs> like it did for everyone else. Um, but, you know, hopefully once things start getting back to something resembling normal, I'm really hoping to put out a few feelers here and there, see about getting a few gigs. You know, there are some great parties here in Melbourne that I'd love to be more involved in. I've got a few other ideas exploring some other stuff I'm interested in. Um, you know, hopefully doing a bit more with you in this, this project here, you know, I've found a party here called Funky Kingston, um, that seems right up my alley, like outdoors, afternoon, reggae and rock steady, like perfect for For an old bloke. For an old bloke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you've sent me some, some stuff already that, uh, Bendo Thursdays looks like a pretty, pretty wild party. You know, I think there's a lot of Afrobeat and dance hall here in Melbourne, um, really strong reggae community as well. And um, yeah, just just itching to get back out there. I hope you do really soon and looking forward to hearing from you again here on Cassava Roots. DYP, aka Mick Dagger, thank you so much for that mix today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it and I hope everyone else does too. And we're going to leave it at that for tonight. But if you did enjoy Mick Dagger's mix or you'd like to know anything about any of the tracks or the stories from the show, you can send us an email on cassavaroots at gmail.com and it would be an absolute pleasure to hear from you leave you with one last track by a great project called Batida. It's an Angolan producer based in Lisbon who works with loads of Angolan artists and uses elements from all sorts of different styles from Angola. This one's called Alegria. We've purchased all the tracks we play today. We'd encourage you to go and support the artists by streaming or buying them and we're really happy to help you to find those if you like. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. We look forward to bringing you more great music from the musicians of Africa and its diaspora very soon. 
on Cassava Roots. Hope you've had a great time and enjoy this one. Yeah. 